today on the Daily Scoop podcast from the Scoop News Group, the IT satisfaction point spread in the Air Force. User satisfaction with IT in the Air Force uh, ranges about a 3x difference from the top bases to the bottom bases. And the key to difference making in your team's attitudes. You have to show that you're listening by taking action on the results. And I think that sometimes that's where people get frustrated as they say, we've been telling you X, Y, Z, but we're not seeing any change. It's Monday, April 4th, 2022. Welcome to the Daily Scoop podcast. Every afternoon, you'll learn what's going on today in government. I'm the host of the Daily Scoop podcast, Francis Rose. Here's what's happening now. The State Department's new Bureau of Cyberspace and Digital Policy is open for business. The department says the Bureau has three policy units, International Cyberspace Security, International Information and Communications Policy, and Digital Freedom. Jennifer Bacchus will lead the CDP Bureau until the Senate confirms an ambassador at large as leader. The Department of Veterans Affairs would need an independent assessment of its cyber posture under a new bill in the House of Representatives. The chairman of the House Veterans Affairs Technology Modernization Subcommittee, Representative Frank Mervin, says he and three other members introduced the bill because of a data breach at the agency in 2020. After the assessment, the VA secretary would have three months to submit a plan to Congress to fix any problems assessors find. You'll find more about these and lots of other stories at fedscoop.com. We're counting down now to CyberScoop's Zero Trust Summit. It's happening this Wednesday. It'll feature public and private sector leaders talking about solutions for federal agencies that are implementing Zero Trust technology and strategy. The Zero Trust Summit's happening at the Conrad in Washington, D.C. You can find a link to learn more in today's show notes at thedailyscooppodcast.com. The Office of Management and Budget's close to releasing the results from the second of its Pulse surveys. It started the surveys to get a sense of employee sentiments faster than it can from the annual Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey. At a webinar the Senior Executives Association presented titled How to Create the Right Environment for Your Employees' Well-Being, three senior government personnel leaders talked about what they're learning from the survey. The panel includes GSA's Chief Human Capital Officer Tracy Martini, the SBA's Chico Elias Hernandez, and the Chief Experience Officer at the Air Force, Cole Whithall. The moderator is Sidney Heimbrock of Qualtrics, former executive director of the Innovation Lab at the Office of Personnel Management. In this highlight of the webinar, Tracy Martini says results from the most recent Pulse survey should be coming to agencies soon. This is the first time ever we're administering three Pulse surveys in a very short span of time to over 2 million civil servants. And as anyone knows, you know, everyone says they want the chance to express their opinion, but it's hard to sometimes get people to take the survey. There's sometimes mistrust or will you deliver on the actions? And we had close to a 50% response rate in GSA, which I think is unprecedented. We were one of the top agencies to report, um, to have our, our participants come in from the workforce and share. And we did see some good trends. And the one thing that sticks out for me is, it's important for the workforce to feel valued and safe and have a great deal of trust in their leadership. And one way I think that that happens is through constant communication, uh, transparency, and really, when it comes down to it, sincerity. Employees are smart. They want to know that we're listening to them. They want to hear and feel validated. And even when we may not be able to deliver on exactly what they're asking for, be open to the conversation. 
One of the things that's so exciting about what's happening now is we have the once in the lifetime opportunity to transform how the government works. Um, you heard in their opening, Sydney worked with me when we were, we were at OPM together and we know that things move rather slowly. Um, there's a reason for that. You know, we, we have to make sure that we're doing things judiciously. We're good stewards of the government money. But at the same time, we don't want to miss an opportunity. And what these pulse surveys are doing are giving us the just-in-time information that we need to make sure that we can not only retract, attract and recruit the best talent in the United States, but retain the good talent that we have. So we don't lose them to amazing places like Qualtrics, Sydney, that's a shout out to you to eventually come back to the civil service, but also to make sure that we are staying competitive and listening to what our workforce needs, which is really to feel like they're doing work that is honorable, that has meaning and, a, and is a commitment to federal service, and that we are giving them the tools that they need to do their job. Yeah, great. So really beautiful articulation of the strategic importance of doing this kind of listening. And um, Elias, I want to give you a chance to sort of tell us what did you notice in the results? What really stood out to you as you looked at SBAs and the government-wide results of the Pulse Survey? Yeah, absolutely. And Tracy, that was eloquently put. Beautiful. Uh, at SBA, we had a similar experience as in GSA, but the things that really stood up, uh, stand out to us uh, were a couple of things. First, our employees feel that the agency leadership shows the importance of diversity and inclusion through their actions, mm. which, is, which is something that we have always uh, done a lot of work uh, in ensuring that we are treating everybody equally and fairly uh, in everything that we do in our organization. Uh, they also felt that they were uh, they received the proper level of support to do their jobs. Uh, they also felt that their coworkers also respected them uh, and the value of ideas and innovation that they brought to the conversations. Uh, but the one thing that has been really, really important to me uh, as the Chief Human Capital Officer of the Small Business Administration is how employees feel about their leaders. And they have demonstrated through Pulse Survey 1, Pulse Survey 2, as well as the Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey, they, they trust their leaders. And, and that is something that is very significant as we have been able to handle, you know, the numerous challenges during the pandemic. And as we get in ready to do the reentry uh, into the physical workplace uh, of our employees, where our employees have spoken to us, we have demonstrated that we are listening to them and we have put in place actions to really demonstrate uh, that we are listening and paying attention to what they are telling us. In terms of uh, aha moments for, for me uh, in particular, uh, uh, with respect to the results of the, uh, of the poll surveys for the, uh, for the Small Business Administration, one thing that I think we all need to pay attention to is that our employees told us that they will potentially leave the organization if given a remote opportunity somewhere else. So for me, what that tells us is that we need to be very strategic in the future, uh, how we handle the future of work, how we uh, look at the HR processes and how we recruit, how we retain our employees to ensure that we capitalize on the opportunity of being more, uh, more uh, provide more agility for the organization and be able to deliver the service that we need to deliver to our customers in, in wherever the customers are. So 
that's really in the nutshell for me, uh, some of the summary of what I saw in the further employee viewpoint survey, but I also want to give a shout out to OMB, GSA, and uh, in, in Quadrex for the simplicity of the poll survey. Took literally, what, two minutes to complete. And the value that that feedback provided us is invaluable. So uh, great job uh, for all of you who created that tool. That's, I'd love to hear that. That's wonderful. Thank you, Elias. So, Colt, you bring a different perspective. We've heard from two chief human capital officers. Um, as uh, Tracy mentioned, I spent quite a bit of time in, in OPM, driving strategic human capital management. You come from a different angle. So, I'm really interested to hear your perspective on the Pulse survey results. Sure. So, um the we needed a way to understand where we were in terms of user perception of IT, and um, so one you know when when I when I took this role about two and a half years ago, little almost two and three quarters years ago, um, one of the one of the things that was obvious uh, was you know we had certain leverage points. Big leverage point is going to be data and being data driven. And we need to understand where we stood. So um, we uh, we we worked with the Air Force Survey Office. We have a kind of permanent research organization. All of DOD does. Every every service component does. And um, you know they they have a Qualtrics platform and they do um, research pro- projects, typically at the request of the Secretary of the Air Force or the Chief. Um, you know on topics that are of you know the important interest, right? Uh, retention, uh, diversity, inclusion, things like that. And um, some of those have generated, frankly, a lot of attention, you know, to include episodes on 60 Minutes, for example. Um, and uh, so the uh, we use that same platform and said, okay, we're going to, we would like to do a survey that's a little bit different. Uh, we want to fire off um, a tiny frac- a tiny number of invitations each week um, and do it year round. Um, and it's connected to our Air Force directory services uh, system. So we know uh, when people respond, what organization and base they come from, their career field, a few other basic kind of you know demographic types of things so that we can break the data out. Um, we added a question about right after COVID um, on where they work, um, because that obviously is critical to um, IT. Um, but what my original intent was have about a two question survey. I wanted something a little bit like the net promoter system. I wanted a, you know, overall impression type of question like a CSAT. Um, and then I wanted a basically what's the primary reason for your response. Now we've added about four or five other questions. Frankly, I would like to skinny it down, um, but it's, it's very fast. Um, we get about an 8% response rate. Um, we've gone completely through the Department of the Air Force, I think about two and a half times. We have 230 to 250,000 responses in the database at this point over two years. Um, and it's been very, very effective for us. Um, and so what have we learned? Um, well, some big things. Um, User satisfaction with IT in the Air Force uh, ranges about a 3x difference from the top bases to the bottom bases. Um, there's differences whether you're talking OCONUS or CONUS. So now, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a commercial guy who came into the government, so I had to learn all these acronyms and DOD. 
So OCONUS would be outside continental United States. Very different user satisfaction, very different user satisfaction based on rank, civilian versus officer versus enlisted. It's kind of interesting how it all breaks out. But um, user satisfaction is very different whether you're teleworking primarily or whether you're on base primarily um, and whether you're on classified networks. So big ranges of differences. And you might look at that and say, well, okay, that sounds like trouble. Well, I look at that and I say, that's opportunity. Um, you know, if there's a three X from top to bottom between service and support on by base, well, great. You know, now I know exactly what I need to do. Whatever those people are doing at the top 10% of bases, let's see if we can take that and do that everywhere. Right. Um, and uh, so it's been very helpful in, in many regards. Um, one of the regards, quite frankly, is just shifting our focus a little bit. Um, you know, when I took this role two and a half years ago, I think the general perception, the conventional wisdom was that our biggest IT challenge was network related. Um, and, you know, fairly quickly after we implemented our pulse survey, it was obvious that our primary challenge really is more performance and user experience on the computer itself. Um, and so we've been working very diligently on that for the last, you know, two plus years. Um, so I'll stop there, but um, I, I would say, um, you know, we've now augmented uh, our pulse survey with some other tools, digital experience monitoring, a new performance monitoring capability for the wide area network and the base area networks, some other things. But um, this, this is instrumental to what we do and how we manage IT at this point, and we plan to continue it. Colt Whittall, the Chief Experience Officer at the Air Force, at an event the Senior Executives Association hosted. You can read more and find a link to the whole webinar in today's show notes, thedailyscooppodcast.com. I'm Francis Rose, the host of the Daily Scoop podcast. On tomorrow's program, the connective tissue between people and IT at the Education Department. The Education CIO, Jason Gray, is here. That Daily Scoop podcast debuts tomorrow afternoon at fedscoop.com and wherever you get your shows. The Pulse survey you heard about a moment ago is just one attempt to see what employees think about what's going on in their workplaces. In this highlight of the Senior Executives Association webinar, the Air Force's Colt Whittall says federal employees could be getting survey fatigue. I think probably every federal organization feels a little bit um, over-surveyed, uh, probably. Um, I get a lot of them. Um, but keep in mind, this, uh, this uh, Air Force, I, we call it the Air Force IT Pulse. Um, and uh, you're, an airman really is only going to see it once a year. Right, because we're rotating. So we we set up, <coughs> excuse me, we set up the invitations such that they're firing off weekly. Um, I believe on Sunday night, and um, then uh, you really only see it about once a year. Um, I've only seen it twice, and we started it two years ago. Um, so that's not bad, right? That's really not bad. Um, and uh, the. Uh, so I, you know, there, there, that's one thing. And the second thing is that our survey invitation is very specific. Um, and we're, we're actually getting a little bit of flack for this. We're going to adjust it in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but it's, it's a one question survey. And we say in the invitation, this is a one question survey. And then there's a thing that says we have some optional questions. Truth is the whole thing is optional. It's not a required survey. Um, so we're, we're, we're going to adjust some stuff because we get a little bit of flack, like, oh, it's not really one, but anyway, but it, it is, but 
so you know we're, you get it's got to be the point is it has to be very fast very lightweight you got to be very honest about what it is and we're trying to be more honest um but the uh which we will fix but um you know that's to me that's the key and our response rate is running about eight percent which to be honest i think i know a lot of people in the commercial world that um you know i tell them eight percent and they're like wow how in the world do you ever do that um yeah. so i don't I don't think we're suffering right now from survey fatigue, at least not as evidenced by what we're doing. Tracy, Elias. Yeah, yeah Tracy. I have to say, I really love that approach, Colt. And um, I'll, let me open by saying, I would never consider anytime someone asks my opinion fatigue because I have a lot of opinions to share. So <laughs> I think I think one of the successes that we've had at GSA is we always keep a high degree of interest in it because we are sincerely interested in hearing from our workforce. You have to come at it from a place of authenticity. And then I think the second piece of that is you have to show that you're listening by taking action on the results. And I think that sometimes that's where people get frustrated as they say, we've been telling you X, Y, Z, but we're not seeing any change. And we, I already mentioned in my opening remarks, you know, the government does move slow in some instances, that's good. We're methodical. We have rules and we have things we want to do with intentionality. But there are very easy things we can do quickly to keep our workforce engaged and make them realize we do value their opinions and we are listening to them. Um, I do think what's going to happen over the next few months as all agencies begin to really come back to work sites in droves is paying attention to how people are feeling about that. Mm -hmm. At GSA, we are being very specific in telling people two years being out dealing with a pandemic has had a significant impact. So while we're very happy that we may be returning to a somewhat normal posture, we have to pay attention to what people are telling us and surveys are the best way to elicit that information. Now, does that mean everyone's going to be happy? Of course not, because you know, surveys are designed to have people give you feedback, but then we have to compare it against resources, what our missions can support, what our stakeholders need. But it's at least starting the dialogue. And I really think that's in the end what employees crave. They want to be heard. They want to feel like that their opinion matters and that's going to be used to improve how they work, where they work, what resources they're given to work with. And that's what we want to do is aim for continual improvement. And Elias. Yes, for us, you know, we do have our own internal poll surveys and um, we often, you know, require, not require, but solicit input from our employees. So what we do is whenever we design our own internal surveys, we try not to be redundant. You know, if, if we know that, you know, the poll survey has already asked a question and the FEBS already have asked as a question and GSA in terms of the customer uh, service survey that they perform every year have asked the question. We try not not to be redundant, uh, and also we do our very best to be short, crisp, and concise. You know, to make sure that we don't end up having a multitude of questions that are not going to give us, you know, the insights and visibility that we are looking for. And also, uh, another practice that we do at the Small Business Administration is that we evaluate everything. Everything that we do, we evaluate it. And one practice that, that I'm proud of, at least within my own teams, you know, in, in the Office of Human Resources Solutions, is that we 
conduct after action reviews on everything. And, and they not they don't need to be formal. They could be informal. But whenever we do deliver service to our customers and uh, or a new program that we deliver, you know, we always like to figure out what we did well, what we can do better, and uh, how we can improve in the future. So that is a practice that we have in our organization. But but the bottom line is, uh, I think the federal government and all of us are doing the best that we can to listen to our employees so we can set the conditions for them to be successful and we can continue to deliver the services that we need to deliver to uh, to the American people. Yeah, that's great. I love that. So, and I love the after action review and using, you know, survey technology to conduct those after action reviews, right? Instead of only relying on the people who can, you know, be in the Zoom room or be in the virtual room or the, you know, physical room. Um, to distribute that after action assessment to all the people who were involved, re- regardless of where they are. So, yeah. I, I just wanted to, sorry, break a comment on something Tracy had said um, about communicating what you're doing in response to the information. I think that's, it's super critical. And frankly, I think that is a gap that we have right now in the Department of the Air Force and what we're doing. Um, we, we, you know, in our survey invitation, we include a few things that kind of happened last year as a result of the information. But I wish there was a way that at the point of time that somebody is getting the survey in their inbox um, or near that point in time, or just some way to sort of, you know, inform people, you know, maybe after they take the survey or I don't know, I, I figure, I'd have to figure out what is the right way to design this is to connect those things, to do a better job communicating and say, hey, here's the here's the key things that we've been hearing. Here's what we're doing about them. Um, and get it to the people that actually took the time to respond. You know what I'm saying? Because they'll tell their friends. Um, so I, I don't have a good, I have not cracked the code on how to do that yet. And the funny thing is, I even, um, I, was, I, I sponsor uh, each year a design for defense thing. And last year, that was my project that I gave them. I don't think they cracked the code on it either. So uh, that is, that is it's, it's something I think there is a need out there to figure out what is really the right way to do this and do the two-way communication and get the sort of pulse survey data that we need. If I may, let me, let me make one more comment. And also, when, when we do collect information from our employees through the different surveys uh, tools that we have, we also need to take the time to celebrate our successes, you know, and be able to communicate that with employees. Uh, the reason why we do poll surveys and we do survey is to learn and listen to our employees. But when you take the time to, uh, when you recognize that, you know, things are going well in the organization, and you take the time to recognize that and and give the credit where the credit uh, belongs to, uh, that goes a long ways in terms of employees recognizing that, you know, besides the action plans, we also recognize in the great work that they are doing for the organization. So that's something that's very important as well. Elias Hernandez, the Chico at the Small Business Administration at the SEA webinar, how to create the right environment for your employees' well-being. You can find a link to learn more about the webinar and watch the entire thing in today's show notes. 
at thedailyscooppodcast.com. The Daily Scoop Podcast is available on all the podcast platforms. If you've already rated the show on your platform of choice, thanks for doing that. High ratings and good reviews of the show help more people find it. The Daily Scoop Podcast is a production of the Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. James Mahoney helps me put it together every day, and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes. The Daily Scoop Podcast is back tomorrow with Jason Gray, the Chief Information Officer at the Education Department. Until then, I'm Francis Rose. Thanks for listening.